Santos and the sidekick on the Buccaneer Sports Network. We're about four hours until tip-off between ETSU men's basketball and LSU. And we teased it earlier today. Had a big show where we previewed the Bucks and the Tigers in depth. We had sound from head coach Steve Forbes. Had sound from head coach Will Wade from LSU. We said that we'd have Patrick Good later on in the day to preview the Tigers and Bucks as well. And just catch up with Pat because we have not in, oh, about a month and a half, two months. See how things have been over the first part of the season for him and his thoughts moving forward. We've got all of that as Jay Sandos was joined by Pat Good at the hotel a bit earlier today. Well, we haven't done it in a while, but it's time to have good times with Pat Good. Pat, we appreciate you taking the time on Sandos and the sidekick. And before we get into uh, sort of the rest of the season and how we're going to do a few things, one thing I'm curious about, because we kind of documented the trip where we went to Charleston and Fargo and all that and Arkansas. Talk about your experience. So, first of all, Kansas – and then really that sort of weird travel where we bust to Charleston, flew to Fargo, come back. Just talk about that. It seems like we've been all over the country so far. I mean, we've hit different time zones and different climate changes. But the main thing is just getting better each and every day, obviously playing against the uh, competition that we played at, at Kansas and then obviously taking care of business with the first game of conference in Charleston. Um, no matter where you play at, you have to be ready to play each and every night. Obviously being in Baton Rouge, we're going to we're gonna get LSU's best shot. And I feel like from here on out, we're going to get everybody's best shot. So we have to give everybody our best shot too. But um, traveling has always been a thing ever since ever since I was a young kid, and I just really enjoy seeing different venues and then playing against uh, places with history such as Kansas and LSU as well. So, I mean, it's a, it's a big accomplishment for us. Let's talk about – because you just wrapped up finals. Let's, you know, kind of – because I think people still kind of forget that you guys go through some of that. Talk about your, your schedule personally, about you got back from the trip, had to kind of refocus, uh, get your schoolwork done before you took on Milligan. Uh, yes, sir. We had a week from, from North Dakota State to, to Milligan, and really being a student athlete, you have to stay on top of, of your academics first because if you don't take care of that, you won't be able to uh, play or be on the court. So you have to – that has to be your main focus. And obviously just time management and just planning from uh, the – I mean, you know that you're going to have games. You know you're going to have to practice, so you have to – uh, prioritize your school academics first, and I, I try to stay on top of that and and get all my assignments turned in early, so I'm not like rushing when it, whenever it's a last minute type thing. And now that school works over, it turns in a little bit, of, uh, and this is just term loosely, but professional because you get a chance to to play basketball. You don't have to worry about the schoolwork. You, if you want to spend more time in the gym, you don't worry about turning in papers. Talk about now the next few weeks where you can kind of spend, if you want, more time in the gym to kind of work on things that you want to work on. No doubt. Uh, Coach Forbes, obviously, he emphasizes the professional uh, term as being a professional athlete because, obviously, everybody on the team, that's their ultimate goal. Obviously, T.J. Cromer, DeSante Bradford, Jalen McLeod, uh, Uno, I mean, all those guys playing professionally. He says during this time, uh, since he's been at ETSU, that his teams have taken off during the time that they've been out of school during this Christmas break. And <clears throat> I feel like we can do the same this year, obviously. Um, practicing two times and getting weights and getting shots and stuff like that. Stuff like that, you have no excuse for the 20-hour the rule or, or study hall or anything like that. You can just focus on getting better as a team and as an individual player, too. So when we got a chance to visit with Nasir Player and uh, in his segment, Play on Player, the one thing I, I like to ask him about was how much you know football and stuff do you actually get to watch? And for those guys, it's tough because 
for the most part, unless they watch a Thursday night or a Monday night game, you know, they're playing Saturday, they practice on Sunday, so they don't get to see a lot. Right. Basketball's played, obviously, a lot more frequently. How much basketball do you get to watch, and do you watch just college, pro and college, or just whatever's on? Uh, really just whatever's on. I mean, <clears throat> we're traveling a lot, being in hotel rooms. There's usually a game on at night and sometimes some West Coast games. But I like to I like to keep up with uh, some guys that I've played with before and, and just some local teams, just like Tennessee and stuff like that. <clears throat> but um, really my the sport that I do enjoy watching is football. Obviously, that's on a Saturday night or Saturday, Saturday night. So I like watching those football games and just uh, heading to the bowl season. I'll, I'll, be, I'll really be locked in on those games right there. But, but sports in general, I've always just liked sports at, <clears throat> growing up as a kid and just enjoying the competitive spirit from, from every sport that's played. And so I, I love this is my follow-up question I ask him too. Do you watch like your position and try to watch stuff like that, or do you just try to sit back and just enjoy the game and not have to overthink things? Um, a little bit of both. I try to just really watch it for, for what it is. Uh, I mean, there's, there's different things that you can learn, but obviously when you're watching it and you're just around it so much, you, you try to – uh, you try not to critique, but then you end up critiquing stuff that that you can see yourself doing, or stuff that the other team should be doing, and stuff like that. So, I don't think it would ever be just watching it just to watch. I mean, there's obviously things that play into it, but um, like I said, just the competitive spirit, just seeing teams come back, and then different home crowds, and just different uh, coaching philosophies, and just different types of players, and how the game has changed over the years. I really enjoy. Uh, seeing the the transformation and players adapting to what the game is today. I mean, certainly tonight's a good challenge, LSU. Talk about uh, just sort of how you uh, kind of personally get ready for this game and some things you like to accomplish. Just mentally seeing seeing myself and my teammates out there just being uh, successful and just locked in as a group. Obviously, if we want to go out there and win, we're going to have to be tied in for 40 minutes. We can't really – let any chance slip away. I mean, we can't get a start off to a bad start. If we get a lead, we have to keep the lead. We know that they're gonna get, we're gonna get their best shot. So we have to counterpunch with our best shot as well. I mean, we can't be overwhelmed with um, being on the SEC type floor and having SEC officials. I mean, we have to really know and believe that we can compete with every everybody that's on our schedule. And if uh, one through twelve, one through thirteen can believe that because I mean I know our coaches believe that, but every single person on the bench and in the game has to believe that. And and if we believe that and we go out there and give them our best shot, then I feel like we have a chance to come out victorious. We're talking with Pat Good on good times with Pat, and let's move a little bit of attention. I know you've got you know Cleveland State coming up. You got obviously Mars Hill. Then you get into the conference schedule. Talk about the Southern Conference. Last year started to get a lot of national recognition. It's continued to grow this year. Just talk about sort of the the how much do you pay attention to the league, the pride in the league, and, and try not just to win a game for ETSU, trying to win the game for the league to try to help get the league where it can get to a multi-bid league? Of course. I mean, obviously seeing <clears throat> Furman play with uh, Auburn and Greensboro playing with NC State and stuff like that. From from a competitive standpoint, I don't want to see those guys win, but it's good for the league. So I want I want for us to be able to say, oh, oh yeah, we did beat LSU when the, those guys fell short. Obviously, they have uh, – Great teams this year as they had in the past, but just putting the league on recognition and hopefully turning it into a two-bid league in, in the future, obviously, where it's a one-bid league right now. But just to know that um, the SOCON teams can compete with anybody as well and to know that we're in conference play, we're going to get everybody's best shot as well. I mean, we see that um, 
Western Carolina has has improved from last year as well, and then obviously Furman and Greensboro being the teams that they are, and Wofford going on the road and beating North Carolina. <clears throat> so I mean, we just have to be ready every single night, and we can't overlook anybody, and we can't uh, look ahead to anybody. So it always seems like, and uh, I think Coach Forbes has said this before, but it's it seems like uh, you know when you go somewhere, it's always somebody's uh, blackout or purple out or white out. It seems like everyone sort of has ETSU kind of circled on that schedule, even though last year Wofford had its run, UNCG's had it. it still seems like that people have uh, ETSU in the blue and gold, and you know on the opposite, like you're talking about getting LSU's best shot, you know you're going to get everybody in the league's best shot as well when you go there. Right, um, and that as a competitor, that's what you want. You want the target on your back, and you want to go out there and feel like everybody has you circling on their schedule. And to do that, you have to be mature in your preparation and you have to, to be humble with it as well. And you have to know that that you can get beat. And, and when you start to say, oh, uh, get overconfident and then you lose your lack of preparation, that's when teams get beat. And obviously last year with Wofford, it, it just seemed like they just kept getting better throughout the year. And... And you knew that they were special from the beginning. And if we want to get to that point or even further, then we have to to lock in from the beginning of the season to the end. We can't have any lapses in between. And and everybody has to be locked in, too, and know their role and just execute what the coaches give us uh, each and every night. If you had your druthers and and a game-winning shot goes down, would you rather have the game-winning shot at home or on the road? Uh, I'll probably say on the road just because – if you hit it, I mean, the crowd's silent. It's not like anybody's going to be cheering for you. But, I mean, having one on the road in a packed house, uh, that would be pretty sweet too. But I would probably have to say on the road because, I mean, you you could just see your team just celebrating and everybody else just leaving and, and going home sad. So, I mean, that's a, a dream come true. I feel like. Coach Randy Sanders, I, we were talking about that, and he said it's a personality flaw. He thinks himself that he loves to beat the team on the road to watch them leave sad, and I told him, no, that's my favorite calls I've made in my career is when ETSU's hit a game winner at the buzzer on the road to watch everybody leave sad. I don't know if, it, I don't know if, that's a, if it's a true personality flaw, but I, I feel the same way. I think it's just more special when you get a chance to do it in that environment. Home, everything's kind of working for you, but when you hit one with everybody pulling against you and you get that deathly silent except for your teammates are on the floor, to me that would be the best feeling as well no doubt especially on this big of a stage I mean just being able to to see yourself out there and and playing with the big lights out there and just being able to knock down shots obviously you have to have the confidence to knock the shot down and actually succeed and knocking the shot down that's a whole different whole different story but yeah I mean seeing seeing the home team go go away sad and then heading into Christmas break or something like that for a long time until they play that would be a a big accomplishment I feel like well, Pat, we appreciate the time. Thank you for joining us on Sandos and Sidekick. We'll talk to you down the road. Yes, sir. Thank you. Go Bucks. That's Voice of the Bucks, Jay Sandos and Patrick Good at the hotel earlier today. The Pete Maravich Center is where the Bucks take on the Tigers tonight. We're just about three hours until pregame here on the Buccaneer Sports Network. Jay will be joined by myself and Jordan Bridwell. He'll have a conversation with head coach Steve Forbes. Breakdown of tonight's game. We'll also have some blue notes and a look around campus at other items outside of ETSU men's basketball. And then tip-off is at 7 massive chance for the Bucks, coach Forbes Patrick Good and all of ETSU men's basketball to pull the big upset tune in tonight 6 30 pregame 7 o'clock tap Sandos and the sidekick is back with more Friday on SoundCloud iTunes Twitter Facebook everywhere you can consume a SoundCloud iTunes Twitter Facebook make sure to keep an eye out for the next podcast